right. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a tremendous Thursday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. And it is you here with us on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. And it's going to be a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. Uh, Three more hours on the show, but two hours coming to you here now on Stadium. Uh, We're going to start talking about our insane championship parlay, which stemmed from uh, an hour one conversation about Inter-Miami with Leo Messi and company being the most likely team to win Major League Soccer. So we were like, hey, what 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 team should we parlay to win their respective championships along with Inter-Miami? And we're going to tell you about it in the payout coming up here in just a moment. Also, over the course of these next two and three hours on the show, we will fill out our bracket in the Stanley Cup playoffs if the NHL season were to end today. And in the NBA playoffs as we try to determine who will win the championship in both of these sports. Uh, this is both to determine if there are bets to be placed now. And also, like to give you and also us a leg up when the playoffs get here in a couple months. So, uh, really like a dual-pronged approach here to try and figure out how we're going to be betting on the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Great guests will join us as we move along. Jay Croucher, Tim, uh, Tim Brando, and Dennis Bernstein. And all our bets coming up in the Power Hour, final hour of the show. But Ken, you informed me during the break just now that you uh, someone, someone out there put in your insane parlay. And what was the, uh, yes. what was the payout? It's been placed. Someone actually managed to find like a state that lets you put these seven things together. Uh, it pays the, this is like the price on it, not how much money you can bet. The price is, so this is, it's this, it's seven. So I'm like, let me see if I can get the, uh, let me see if I can get the seven, right? So it's uh, inter Miami. Sorry, I'm closing my eyes. We'll do this Arizona to win the NCAA tournament, the Denver nuggets to win the NBA title, the Dallas stars to win the Stanley cup, the Dodgers to win the world series Oregon State to win the College World Series, and who did I pick? England to win the Euro. <laughs> the payout on this price: one million one hundred eighty-six thousand three hundred fifty-one to one. Wow. Okay. And and you, they would only let him bet a max of twenty-one cents on it because it paid a quarter million dollars, which I'm going to guess is their hard cap <laughs> on this stuff. <laughs> So 21 cents. cents. 21 cents to win 249,000. I mean, who blows it? You know, who ruins it? I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably several probably Oregon teams State. would be my guess. Oregon State probably. would be my guess. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, look, people like to play the lottery. People like to do all kinds of fun stuff. And mine's going to pay yeah. more, right? Because Because I have Texas and you have the Dodgers. Oh, definitely. So yeah. So what were your different? You have like basically same price to win Euro, way better price to win the World Series. Uh, and I and have that's it. And we have Oregon and State College World Series, but Oregon State. Yeah. And we have the Nuggets, the Rangers, and Houston. And Rangers and Stars are almost exactly the same. And Houston is a little worse than Arizona, but you'll the Rangers you'll make it. The Texas you have double Rangers in your parlay. Texas and New York. Yeah. Yeah. The Rangers, Rangers everywhere. The- 
I might I might just like put that parlay in, just like the Ra- the Rangers the, championship the parlay, one. New York and Texas. Oh yeah, the sane one. I'm I just I can't do college basketball here in Connecticut because of the questionable rules that they have about how you just can't bet the winner of the NCAA tournament in this state. Uh, and it's not just because the team's really good. Like you, you couldn't really do it last year either in a bunch of places. Um, I, the same one I, I definitely have to do. I don't know if I want, like I trust Jake, but both baseball things. I don't, I don't, I have no idea what I'm doing. The same one. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And I think it's going to win. We can do the same like, one and put the Super Bowl winner in. But you put like a, but, but it's like a quarter is all you can bet. Yeah. To win a quarter million dollars. Yeah, so like you're saying to do so, it. Yeah, yeah, why not? What's the well, downside? I, I don't know if 20... I can even. I think I think great, in my state great, you I lost can't stick even of, get those you lost things this, bundled together. You lost the <laughs> stick. You lost a stick of gum. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so probably cost more than that, honestly. Um, so yeah, that if I can get all those things together in one state, then I'll definitely do it. But I can do like NBA hockey. I could go to. I could go like a state next door and do college hoops. And if you were to, if you're going to put the Super Bowl in next year, who would you put in? Well, how about this? Kansas I'm gonna, City. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you to All be right. a man. Okay. Take the Browns. I'm about to be forty. Uh, I mean, I, I bet them a lot to win already. I have the money. <laughs> the money. Do it in. again. <laughs> again. I, 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 I don't want to put them in the parlay though. That's like that seems like a bad idea. It all comes down to the Cleveland. Everything wins, and like a, a bajillion dollars comes down to the Cleveland Browns. Oh God. But, but, uh, but I don't think you – but you don't want to take Kansas City, right? I mean, that, that's the safest option because they have Mahomes. But your whole right. working theory was was that, like, this is going to be – this could be the end else. of the dynasty the now. end of the first run. Yeah, it's the end of the first run. I uh, – yeah, so, so in turn, I bet a team that's going to have Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback next year. <laughs> that's the run's over, everybody. Um, how about this? If you, if you didn't – this is a really tough question for me. If you didn't bet Kansas City to win the Super, or if you didn't put Kansas City in this parlay to win the Super Bowl next year, who would you put in? Because I hate all the other safe options. I hate them. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think San Francisco is going to win. I don't think Baltimore is going to win. I definitely don't think Buffalo is going to win. I don't think Dallas I, is going to win. I, I I guess the Bengals just because they have Burrow. No, wait, I oh, guess. I, you want, you can, like, talk about a, a great setup. You want to do a little bit on them for a second? Sure. I can open up a spreadsheet. Give me a give me a reset while I open up a spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the the whole thought was Cincinnati, and look, like I, I, I agree with Ken. I think it's really hard to trust Harbaugh and Lamar after the way that the AFC Championship game went down. Also, Todd Munkin's back as the offensive coordinator. I definitely don't trust Buffalo with the pairing of McDermott and Allen. As much as I love Josh Allen, I don't like Sean McDermott. I do like the Lions. Maybe questions about Goff. Maybe the Lions would be my choice actually at twelve. That was, the... was going to be my yeah. pick, I think too. Maybe yeah. the Lions so... or maybe the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I'd rather take Detroit, and I'll take Detroit, and I think Love's upside is obviously way higher than Goff's because I, I trust Campbell to do the right thing, and I don't trust Matt LaFleur necessarily to do the right thing. And it could be Green Bay. Um, but I guess like the whole thing with, with Cincinnati is just it's Burrow, and Burrow will be back healthy, and he's been the one guy that's been that's proven that he can beat Mahomes other than Tom Brady, who no longer plays. Yeah, so just a, a couple things on the Bengals, which are pretty interesting. Um they in about five different defensive metrics, they were either dead last or close to it, or like bottom quarter of the league. So like Burrow coming back will solve some of those problems. Like on off, like it'll just they'll score way more, so the defense can be vulnerable and it's okay. There's like no historical precedent for a defense as bad as the Bengals 
or even close winning the Super Bowl the next year. I want to emphasize the or even close part because it's it doesn't have to be like there's this imaginary line and if you're one millimeter over the line, you therefore cannot win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> the Bengals exist in like an alternate universe of bad defense that like like they had yards per net yards per attempt allowed their pass defense dead last in the league. No one even close to that's ever won the Super Bowl the next year. So like Burrow coming back's great. Also, that does not solve 20 of the problems that exist. And part of that is because of like the way the contracts work. Like Burrow gets a ton of money. Defensive guys start leaving in free agency. Everything kind of like imbalances the other way. And now you're now you're screwed. Now you can't win anymore. So I, I think their window's like done, done for now. And maybe that means Burrow has to go somewhere else. Maybe he's like, they reload. And I, I actually, can I give you another hot take? I can't believe we got on Please. the Bengals. I was thinking about this today. I, I think they're going to be just okay, and they're going to fire Zach Taylor after this year. I could definitely see it. Definitely. Yeah. So so just like define just okay. Nine and eight divisional loss. But go to the second rounds of the playoffs. Yeah, they'll beat somebody bad in the first round. I mean, he comes back if they don't fire him if that happens. Well, then they're going to be. Then I'm going to bet. Then I'm definitely not betting them the next year too. They got a hard. They got to like hard reset this for me to be interested again. I like it's so already. I done. just. I I don't disagree with your premise at all. Just that, like, because he has an excuse. Like, Burrow got hurt last year. The year before, they went to the AFC Championship game, lost to the Chiefs on a last-second field goal. They go to the playoffs again. Like, there's no way they're firing him, even if it's the right thing to do. So it's not me arguing with uh, your premise. I just don't think they do it. First-round playoff loss where they're a favorite in the game. Fired? Maybe. That's probably probably much more realistic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like who would you know be uh who would they play in the first round? Like Brian, Brian Callahan, Will Levis, and, and the Titans. Or like four at home to the Steelers and the Pittsburgh wins. Justin Fields. I mean, I think that ship has sailed, right? Seems like it. Seems like I don't think so. People say everybody says Russell Wilson, right? And then what everybody says now. I I would I Does would know love anything? no no. Who who should I be hoping for? Fields, one hundred percent, right? For the, if you're Steelers, if you like to Pittsburgh, win the Super Bowl. Russ. Oh, to to win the Super Bowl, I should be rooting for Russ. I I would I would rather have Russ than, but because I feel like Tomlin is like the perfect coach, like to get it out of Russell Wilson. I know I do too. I didn't want to say that because I was like I I've watched Russell Wilson for two years now, and I'm like I. It's like Ken, not you hate bad. Fields. You hate Justin yeah, but Fields. Fields' his upside is to win MVP next year. That's like his upside. Russell Wilson but is like, not winning most valuable player next year. But 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 you don't but you don't you don't you don't you don't think Fields is gonna I, I understand what you're saying, but like you don't think he's right. good. Yeah, but I but like I need if I bet a team to win the Super Bowl, I don't want like the game manager that gets me to ten and seven and like a nice season. Like I need like the rocket ship here. I uh, I think you I think you want Russ. If it's so, they're I think they've got that down to like ninety now in a bunch of places. They were a hundred when I bet it. If it's ninety and they get Russ, does the price drop? I mean, def- like you're better with this than me. Does it, like, does it go to seventy five? Does it go to seventy? Well, yeah, as in right? he's viewed as a big upgrade. I, you know what? It's a really great question. Normally, I think I've got like a pretty good, like, no. least informed answer. Maybe yeah. not. Honestly, like, well, let me, okay, so what do you think most people would say? Pick one. Can he pick, pick one of these three? Can he pick it? Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. Who are people taking? They're taking Fields, Fields. right? 
there's a there's an irrational love of Justin Fields because of the upside. Yeah, I'll that, take Russ. I think the price craters if they get Fields. I think it's like I think they're like under the Browns maybe if they get Fields. Should we uh should we ask Alex? So, I don't, I'm not Steelers saying that's fan? rational, by the way. I'm just saying that's what I think would happen. Uh, Fields, let's bring I don't on that Fields to win MVP last year. Like what? Remember when everyone bet Biscay to win? Remember when everyone bet It's not the smart thing. I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, our executive producer, Alex Vasano, is a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, Alex, who do you want the Steelers quarterback to be next year? If you had to pick between Russ, Pickett, and Fields, and why? I'd probably have to go with Fields, mainly because I would die for a mobile quarterback. I haven't seen one since Cordell Stewart. So it's like, you know, somebody who can use their legs, move the pocket like that Ben used to. I think Fields is my top choice. Trubisky uses legs a little bit. I think I bet, what did I bet is over rushing yards in? What game did I do that? Any any hit? I don't remember. The Patriots game, maybe? He had a rushing touchdown in that game. It was the Thursday night game against the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. Part of a part of a bang up Thursday night package on Amazon. Yes, but they, yes, and, 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 and the total in that game closed eighteen and a half, and it was like twenty to ten at the end of the first quarter. Yes, and then uh, right, and Al Michaels just couldn't stop making jokes about. Man, everybody thought this game would suck, and it went over. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> yes, yes, Al, it's hilarious. It's so I uh, I if if the Steelers got Russell Wilson, like I think I'm in. I'm in on Pittsburgh if they get Russ. I and I don't. Does that make sense? I'm in on make the like, do I sound like an idiot? Yeah, I'm not gonna make the playoffs. I just I'm saying like I bet this team. I'm not talking about like I'm not I'm not trying to hedge everything or any of this. I'm trying to get the winner. I want to have the winner at the end of the year. I'm gonna have to have some Kansas City at some point. There's just no way to avoid it. Like I, there's just no way to avoid it. But I don't want to. Why? What now would be like a terrible time. They're already rated almost as low as possible. I don't think they're gonna go off like three to one at the start of the year. I guess they could have some kind of super team, but they gotta pay Chris Jones and Sneed or not pay them, and then who knows what happens to the price if that happens. But um, here's the thing: like you're right, and like and like the yeah. price can change. They okay. I I actually I don't think this gets talked about enough. I mean this. I'm I'm sincere when I say this. No the way. Chiefs, tra- <laughs> they trade. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill like the best offense skill position player in the league, and then won back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah, they did. They did do that. They won right, a so Super Bowl le- this year with uh, Rasheed Rice as their number one wide receiver. So, so like, great. Legereus need like, smell you later. See ya. Great. Here's the- <laughs> smell you later. <laughs> I mean, like, he's awesome. Chris Jones. But I mean, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, goodbye. Still tipping somewhere else next year. Yeah, that's great. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I have to figure out – maybe, uh, you know what? You know how I'm going to get some Chiefs exposure? You know how I'm going to do it? So I already bet the Browns, 50. That price is already – it's already dropped in a bunch. I don't know if that's me. It's probably not, but, like, I can't believe it. It's gone down in a bunch of places. Uh, what's, what's, Steelers, what's, what's the quote when, when, uh, when Alderaun gets blown up in Star Wars A New Hope and Obi-Wan goes, that, that the feeling or that's the sound of, like, a million voices, like, like, lives being extinguished. I feel like this was – and right there, that was the sound of a million buttons being clicked at the same time when everyone realized <laughs> this price hung on Brown's Super Bowl was incorrect. Click. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, that's the sound of a million bets being extinguished. You click <laughs> the button on Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, Grand Moff Tarkin said to Ken and everyone, you may fire when ready. <laughs> Click. You know how I'm going to get, I'm going to get Kansas City by parlaying them with Inter-Miami. That's what I'm going to get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Big time. Yeah. yeah. Messi and Mahomes. Straight up. Two things to, to start with that. Mes- yeah. Messi Mahomes. Oh, we're getting messy, all right? I, if he ever cheated on his wife, that would be the headline, by the way. <laughs> Messi Mahomes. 
which I hope doesn't happen. They seem like a great couple. Uh, okay. More on this on the other side. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, Warren Mark and Roulette as well. Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our pal Jay Croucher from NBC Sports stops by in 20 minutes. We'll talk some awards with Jay Croucher. NBA's back tonight. We'll hit all the NBA awards with Jay. Does Jay do NHL also, or is he like lasered in on, uh, on NBA oh. right now? Oh, he he bets literally everything. Oh, hell all yeah! Award, all everything. Yeah, we've we've had we've had a running conversation about like Vezina, Hart Trophy. Like I everything. love it. Yeah, we're all. Oh, he's great. Yeah, it's good. It's like Absolutely Australian hockey, basically. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, Tim Tim Brando will join us next hour. Dennis Bernstein coming up in the Power Hour, the final hour. Um, I, I've got an award, uh, award thought in the National Football League for next season. Oh, that's, that's got to be part of the roulette, definitely. I also like our but our our, our guy Andrew. Here? We just did NFL. You want to do? You should do. Yeah. Your, you should go first. Yeah, let's do it. Um, our guy Andrew Williams texted during the break. He's a huge Steelers fan. Our brand manager, like Alex's, uh, he also does. I I don't understand. Like, am I? I guess I could be way off here. Am I nuts in thinking that Russell Wilson's the best option for the Steelers to win next year? Like, I understand if the thought is that, like, you want Fields to be your guy moving forward. But if you want to win next year, I think it's definitely – I don't even, like, like Russ that much. I think he's your best option. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. To win the, to win the Super Bowl? Yes, I think Russ is, the, Russ is the best option to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, I agree that he's better than, like, Tannehill or, like, keeping Pickett. Or, like, starting Pickett. They're going to keep Pickett. But, like, starting Pickett. So, I, he's ahead of – like the the bad options, I guess. I mean, you could be right. I mean, to be fair, like he won a Super Bowl. Like it happened. He went to another one. So I guess it's not like it can't happen again. Uh, I I hope you're right. I kind of think that's who they're going to get. So I, I hope you're right. As someone who made that bet, I, I I'd be really curious. Also, Alex brings up Cousins, and like we'll see what happens with him and the Vikings yeah. and several other oh. teams. But yeah, there's a. I don't even know if I want to say buzz going I don't... on. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to say this on the. I think I'll I'll say it off air. Oh, I'll, no, I'll, no, I yeah, yeah. Well, we'll no. we'll, we'll let, I I I'm not trying to keep anything from the audience. I just don't want to like. I want to like. I want to okay. do a little more work on this before I like right, talk I about it. it on the air. Would you? I like. I'm, cut I, I just like. Can I, for you, definitely, definitely, yeah, I agree. definitely. This is like if cousin. I'm assuming that cousins is going back to Minnesota. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. So it's like Wilson or Fields. That's the price drop is almost. It's not more interesting to me, but I feel like if they got Wilson, like nothing would happen in the market. And I agree with you. Like I like him more than most people probably. I don't. I, like I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Not that they would win one with Fields for sure, but I could at least like play it out miraculously happening because like whatever untapped potential would be the argument that you would make. And just in case we have, like, newer listeners that are like, man, like, what a tease that is to be like, oh, well, I've got something on this and then to not say it. I give out a lot on a lot of stuff on the show. Yep. Like, and I, I, I just want to make sure that this is, like, solid before I say anything. I don't know if it is or not yet. So I, I, totally and I think our longtime listeners and viewers can appreciate that and that I'm always, like, candid about this stuff. Um, but, uh, all right. So let's do a word marker roulette with your you like yeah. offensive player of the year. Do we play music for this? What do we usually do? Uh, I don't know. Jake, do we have like the game show music? Not who wants to be a millionaire, just like generic game show type music. Who wants to be a millionaire with uh, with a word mark? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, this is good. Great. Okay, so this is offensive player of the year. 
Uh, your two, the, the co over the, the co favorites. Not a word mark. Yeah. Normal roulette. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm like dying to play some table games. Like, you yeah, can't go to Vegas for work. Like I want to go. I want to go like to Vegas or like to Atlantic City or like to Mohegan or Foxwoods for fun. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah. Or any MGM property. Christian McCaffrey is the favorite at five to one, the reigning offensive uh, player of the year, followed by Tyreek Hill. No surprise here with the pricing. Followed by Justin Jefferson plus six fifty, Jamar Chase at seven, C.D. Lamb at plus eight fifty. Then we go to like Kyron Williams, Jonathan Taylor, both at twenty two. Uh, I will just I'll read names here, just because we'll get to the player that I like at the price, and the and obviously price matters, right? So Kyron Taylor twenty two, Gibbs twenty two, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown twenty eight. Puka Nakua, Bijan Robinson, Jalen Hurts, all at 30. Saquon Barkley, who will almost certainly not be back with the Giants next year. We don't know what team he'll play for. Is 35, along with Justin Fields and Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson returning off injury. Josh Allen, 40. Lamar Jackson, 40. Brees Hall, 40. A.J. Brown, 40. And two other players are at 40 to 1. Devontae Adams, and Garrett Wilson. So if we are going to operate under the assumption, and I think like if you like the Jets this season, like you operate under the assumption that Rodgers is going to play, obviously. Now he could get hurt three plays into the season this year instead of four, right? That could happen. He could be done for the year. But if we're, we're going to operate under the assumption that Rodgers is going to play this year, um, can we were on the air before the Super Bowl. I think we were still, I don't think we were in Vegas at the time yet. We were still from our home HQs. And uh, it was announced that the Raiders were making Antonio Pierce like their permanent coach, right? Yeah. That Pierce was going to be, and, and we did this on the air. And my, my initial thought was, I think this makes it less likely that Devontae Adams moves teams this offseason. Like Adams and Max Crosby and others, like they wanted Pierce to be the coach. So I, not that Adams like can't get moved to the Jets to play, be reunited with Rodgers. Just that I think it's a little less likely now. So if that's true, and Adams isn't going to the Jets and he's staying in Vegas, uh, I think Garrett Wilson at 40 might be the best bet on the board at price right now because he's going to be Rodgers' number one alpha receiver. He's awesome, and he performs with absolute trash at quarterback. Now here's Aaron Rodgers. So that was my thought, Ken, looking at the market today. was The first, the guy that stood out at price was Garrett Wilson. Sure. I think uh, everyone's kind of first thought when they look at offensive player of the year will always be player projection driven not even like that you have to look at a player projection but you'll do it like well that guy that guy could get 2,000 yards or that guy could catch 15 touchdowns or that guy it's like a fantasy handicapping technique right which is definitely part of the conversation everybody that wins this leads their position group in every statistical category or close to it yards touchdowns whatever they're always really good McCaffrey was like that last year Tyreek Hill was like that and he got hurt um Justin Jefferson like it's you know like the guys who win are, are sure they're number one there's also a really 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 strong team success component to this though which is I think everybody understands that like it doesn't go to a guy on a bad team that's never happened but and it frequently goes to someone on an extremely good team like 11 12 plus wins so it's I I always look like I the player performance part of this is the most important thing, but there is like a little bit of team success component to this. Cause like, I just, I see Nate, like even on this first set of like outcome or uh, this first page of the odds board that's on the screen right now. Yeah. Like Kyron Williams is great. Like Rams winning 12 as often as other teams, you know, stuff like that. Jonathan Taylor, like Colts winning 12 as often as other teams. Like these are like, 
even Jefferson, depending on what happens, like Jefferson's plus 650, remember who the quarterback is. Like, I mean, it just, that's a tough case. How many, how many games they win? What's their path to 12? That might be really tough too. What's their win total going to be next year, depending on who the quarterback is. So there is that just a little wrinkle in there. And we do this with defensive player of the year sometimes too, where I would never bet Max Crosby, even though he's awesome because the team always stinks and he would always be like kind of a low price and be like, look, you can't bet him. The team's too bad. I think you can do that with some of these players as well. And the, actually, the, as you were given your uh, explanation for Garrett Wilson, I like it from that other side too. Like the Jets win total is going to be really high. Like it won't be the highest in the league or even close. The Chiefs will have a high win total. The Niners will be 13 or something. They'll have a really high win. Like one of the highest win totals probably that we've seen would be my guess. But the Jets could be like a nine and a half or something like that or a 10. And so their, their likelihood of getting to the team success part is at least a higher probability than some of the other guys. So there's like a another angle of your bet that I actually think makes it even better. Yeah, so I and just yeah, I'm going down the rest of the board here. I think I think he's my favorite bet at price. Can we put him in the the, the insane parlay? The insane parlay. It's like do an insane <laughs> player performance parlay too. I don't think we can I mean a lot of places don't like you to parlay awards anymore. There's a lot of restrictions on that cuz there were a lot of big, big jackpots that have been hit <laughs> in the last couple of years from a variety of people. Lena Solmark was a big part of a couple of them, which was really good. Um, yeah, but even like team performance wise. So like Vikings, I think you'd have questions about that's the second choice. I I have questions about the Bengals being like an amazing team. I think they'll make the playoffs a lot of the time. But like, I think Chase is hurt also. Like, where's T Higgins playing next year? Not on the Bengals. So Chase, like, it's a tougher path. Well, can I, uh, can I offer some coordinators can I... gone? Yeah. Just on on, they're starting to be like scuttlebutt that the Bengals are going to franchise, which which doesn't mean that he's like a lock to stay there. But I think there's more consideration now to Higgins maybe like being back and not that it's I'm not saying it's definite, but maybe like more of a percentage chance that he's back in Cincinnati than we maybe okay. thought like a couple weeks ago. Not definite, sure. just saying. And uh, I think whether I think the good news for me is like whether he comes back or not. Like I wouldn't like Chase at yeah definitely at that price. With I, I would have some questions about like the Bengals being like a big time record team next year, not like a ten win team, but like a big time record team. Um, Taylor, we already did. Kyron Williams, like it's one of the things that makes like Amon Ross St. Brown like potentially pretty interesting. Is that their win total next year is going to be outrageously high too? The Lions will probably have the second highest win total in the NFC next year. Dallas will have a really really high win total. Eleven also. and a half. Detroit. Yeah. Eleven. Maybe maybe eleven. Yeah. I guess the th the I probably need to know a couple things. What, what did the Bears do at quarterback? What do the Vikings do at quarterback? Just because they play them twice. If the Vikings are going down, then the 11 is more reasonable. Whereas if the Vikings like re-sign Cousins and we're, we might be kind of in on them, if that happens, Vikings are a really smart, well-coached team, then, you know, maybe it's like 10, 10 and a half, something like that. But they'll have a high win total. What's read after Amon-Ra, read me like the next five names because just because I can't see them. All right, so Amon-Ra is at 28. I'm just scrolling back up. Give me a second yeah. here. Amon-Ra, 28. Puka, 30. Bijan like 30 and look and and, and Bijan's in the news now because he's on record saying that he wants 2,000 yards this year uh oh. with with Zach Robinson right. now as the as the offensive coordinator for land look like he's awesome and like didn't get the ball with Arthur Smith and in a related story Arthur Smith is no longer with the Atlanta Falcons Jalen Hurts 30 Saquon Barkley 35 and like I may like what Bro, if he goes to Houston guys. like Saquon oh, goes to Houston, Houston. That'd be interesting. He's, I don't yeah, think he he's Stroud. He's going to win offensive yeah. player of the year playing with Stroud. That's tough. That's a tough case to make. And he's going to, that's like the best case scenario. I don't think he's ever won it on the Giants. I don't think they're going to, they're going to win that many games. 
I don't think he's back with the Giants. To make too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fields, 35. Richardson, 35. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, 40. Brees Hall, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, A.J. Brown, 40. Devon A. Chan, Jordan Love, Joe Burrow, Debo Samuel, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Caleb Williams, all at 50-1. to 1. Man, there are so many zeros in there. Like, almost all of them. Almost all of them. DK he, Metcalf's you got more names? zero. Read like, yeah, read like more. 10 more. Yeah, read 10 more. Let's uh, see if we can get anybody so who's this is, give more than a 0.1% chance. Yeah. So this the quarterbacks is, the, are all the, almost nothing there. These are all 66, and then I'll give you all the names at 80, and I'll I'll delineate when we get there. So 66, <laughs> the root list. Uh, yes. Pittman, Rashad White, Dak Prescott, Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray, Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, C.J. Stroud. Now we go to 80. Brock Purdy, Tony Pollard, Raheem Mostert, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, Travis Etienne, who like, that's a good name, Etienne, because he could just be an absolute monster if you think the Jaguars are going to be good. Austin Eckler, who I don't think is going to be back with the Chargers. Nico Collins, not impossible, huh. right? Uh, that's Mike Evans, one. and we don't know what team Mike Evans is going to play for. Yeah. Tua, Pacheco, and then we go to 100 to 1 from there. So those are, those are all the 80s. Most interesting name on that list, Nico Collins? Of all of those players? What if? Quar immobile quarterbacks. Like, immobile quarterbacks are actually a zero. Like, you have to break the record for everything to win this if you're an immobile quarterback. If you combine rushing and receiving, there are some other records you could break or get close to, which would be kind of interesting. I would never bet a quarterback before, like, ever. Before this year, they just don't win that often. And what it takes to win is really, really tough to, to predict before the year. And the price is never going to be like, it's like, oh, like price a guy throwing 60 touchdowns. Like, well, it doesn't happen very often ever. So going to need a big price if I'm going to bet a guy like that. So you're looking for like skill position players that are in interesting situations on teams that could win 10 plus. I mean, I, I'm describing Nico Collins as I do this. I mean, that's like, that's the description. Now, he's not a big name yet, like a big, as big a name as Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. But man, like, he's, he's the best in, name. Like, what's in, in fantasy next year? What wide receiver number will he be in drafts? It, I haven't thought about it at all, but just so like, I'm not. Yeah, I, use, that, use this method. I, use this I don't have a good like, answer. He's. He's one of the best receivers in the league. He's he's like, like a top ten to receiver 10? in the league. Like six to ten, somewhere in there, maybe. So here would be like almost like my counter to Nico Collins. Like, okay, great. Like he nuked down the stretch. Tankdale will will be back next year. That's true. That's like, does really that hurt point. him? What's also, what? What if I? <laughs> let me see. Is he even listed? Let me see. I'll I'll, I'll search his name. Yeah, he's yeah, one hundred fifty to one. I mean, you you don't you don't want receivers in the Houston offense? They might have the MVP of the league next year. What if I told you Mike Evans was a Kansas City Chief next year? Injury prone is tough. And I know that hasn't come up like last year. He played almost every game, right? He didn't miss a bunch of games last year because he had a big, he had a pretty big season. Um, I, think, old, old I don't think he missed prone. any games. It's tough. That would be like betting Derrick Henry or something. It's like tough to like go back to a period of time when you were in play to win this award. That's a tough, that's a tough case. I'd rather bet the young guy who's early than the old guy who's late. Like, I'd rather bet Nico Collins or someone like that. I think it might be Collins. You know, that was I like Garrett well Wilson. As a, I haven't thought about this market at all. It's just, want to see some more stuff? Garrett Wilson's a really, like, that's he can definitely win, and his price is way longer than those other receivers.
All right. Well, uh, talk more award markets coming up next. Okay. Jay Croucher from NBC Sports joins Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Lilligren, he'll work it down low, and Matthews out of the corner with it. To Lilligren. Matthews shoots, he scores! Number 50, Austin Matthews. And the family loves it here tonight at Mullet Arena. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Austin316 says, I just won the Hart Trophy. I hope so. I hope yeah. that's what I hope that's what we get. It'd be really awesome. Austin Matthews goals 50 and 51 last night as the Toronto Maple Leafs boat race the Arizona Coyotes. Had them on the puck line. That was pretty awesome. I kind of like them tonight also against Vegas. We'll talk about our bets for yeah. tonight coming up at, at the end of the show. Um, Sportsnet, courtesy of the call there. And because Austin Matthews is now sitting at 51 goals, another two goals last night, now the second choice in the market uh, for Hart Trophy to be named NHL Most Valuable Player, which provides a tremendous segue as we welcome to the show right now one of the most accomplished award bettors, like like thinkers about betting awards in the space, um, quickly becoming one of my favorites. Uh, we had him on the show live in Las Vegas. He was absolutely awesome, and I hope that we can make him a regular part of our rotation here on You Better You Bet because he's fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because he's got, I think, the best accent going in all of sports right now. Love listening to the guy yeah. talk. He's sensational. He's the lead betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. You can hear him on Bet the Edge with You Better You Bet fan favorite Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, and also on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry for our friends at NBC Sports, and that is the great Jay Croucher, who joins us now on the show on Twitter at CroucherJD. Jay, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, my friend, how's it going? Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. Uh, that's probably minus 1,500 to be the nicest intro I've ever had. Uh, so thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, and it's funny, Jay, we were in the chat before you signed on, and Nick goes, uh, so is he like laser focused on NBA or does he do everything? And I go, oh, he does. He does everything. <laughs> like, he does absolutely yeah. everything. Some of the conversations yeah. that we were having uh, via text and off the air and, and some other things I know you've referenced before. So we, we play that highlight. We haven't we were supposed to talk about awards in the first hour of the show, Jay. We haven't we haven't done it yet. So you kind of get first crack at all of these, basically. Um Heart Trophy for Most Valuable Player in the NHL has been really interesting recently because Matthews is scoring more. It essentially, the market views it as a four-player race. Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, all in that two-to-one, four-to-one range. Uh, how would you handicap this market right now with Matthews playing so well? So I think in terms of the market prices, the most interesting thing, or at least the thing I think is most wrong, is that I just think Kucherov is too short uh, and that he should be much longer. I think he's a lot less likely to win than the market is saying. And even though he's in position to get the most points, uh, I just think that between the team being poor, him running almost a negative plus minus, uh, and his advanced stats not being so good, I would have him fourth in the pecking order and the market has him second. Like. I just cannot buy that Nikita Kucherov is more likely to win the Hart Trophy than Austin Matthews. Like, I just don't think that's right. Uh, and I think the market will catch up there eventually. So I think the way to frame this market is, one, how likely is Matthews to get to 70? And if he gets to 70, how likely he is to win? Uh, and I think that now, like if he just maintains his scoring average, not from this season, but from the past five seasons, he's going to get to 70. And I think the thing with this too is that 
It's the same reason why whenever a guy in the NBA is on track to get 50 or 60 or 70, uh, the market can't price his live props properly because it's not accounting for the change game state where the team is going to go out of their way to get him the ball. And I think it's a similar thing with Matthews where if he's close to 70, he's going to go out of his way. He's going to be hunting for empty netters. So I think that if he gets there, and I think he's a very decent chance to, then I think it's really hard not to give him the hard trophy if he does something that no one has done in 30 years. So I think it's really neck and neck between him and McKinnon. I'd have McDavid third, uh, probably in a tier two, and then I'd have Kucherov further down. And uh, it hasn't been done since both Alexander Mulgilney and Timu Solani did it with 76 goals apiece in the 92-93. Oh, yeah. Mulgilney for Buffalo. And who's Solani? I was Winnipeg at that point, pre-Anaheim for Timu Solani. Um, Also, I I just think I did a bad job at the start of this. I want to say this. For our listeners and viewers, um, and I, I'm sure that there are a lot of sharp people that do award content, and obviously that, that don't do content that bet awards. My personal opinion is we have the two best on the show right now. So for our listeners and viewers, like this is like this is like a, this is really good stuff that we have Ken on the show every day, and that we have Jay on the show, and they're on together. This is really good stuff. So Jay, I wish we had more time with you. We can do like do this a lot more, hopefully. So I, I want to like tee this up for you, man. Out of any award market that's open right now, we touched on Hart Trophy already. Give us uh, give us something that you think is mispriced or something that you really like, and this could be any sport, any award market that's out there right now. So uh, we've talked about it a bit offline. I know you guys have talked about it on the show, but I think the NBA MVP market is just backwards at the moment. I think it's way too anchored to the last Bontemp straw poll where, to be fair, Jokic did lap everyone. But I think, and I agree with Ken on this, I just don't think that's how it's going to be at the end of the season if the status quo endures. Like, I think if Jokic is a four seed right now, he's as close to a six as he is to a one. If Jokic ends the season as a three or a four seed, having his worst season in four or five years, people are just going to give him his third MVP, a third MVP which is revered for the all-time greats, and Jokic having the fourth best season of his career, is that going to get there? Uh, and I think that when people take a step back, and they're like, well, Shea Gilgis-Alexander right now is favored to finish with a better record than Nikola Jokic. His advanced stats with Jokic are basically a wash. He has a ton more story and narrative, and he has a perceived weaker supporting cast. So, I mean, I'm in the minority on this, at least relative to the market, but odds agnostic, I would just take Shea over Jokic. I think Shea should be the favorite in this market, uh, and I think that the market will adjust now. The question that I get on this is, well, if Shea is so likely to win, then how did he get so crushed in the straw poll? And my answer to that, and it's a little subjective, I'm keen for your thoughts, but I just think that narratives take a while to settle in and simmer and for people to fully absorb what they're going to do. And when that straw poll was taken, Embiid had done his knee like 13, 14 days before. And what is the natural default going to be? Let's go give it to SGA who made his first all-star team last year. And is this new thing? Or is the default going to be to give it to the best player in the NBA, the guy who should have won last year in Jokic? Jokic just has more pedigree. So it makes sense to me that he would be the default initially. But I think with another couple months in the season and with the Thunder having a really easy schedule to close, I think this is going to flip. Uh, and I think SGA is going to be the favorite uh, in a matter of weeks. So, Jay, my, my counter to that, when it's actually, I, I agree with basically everything that you said, especially about Jokic, about the straw poll, about it being like everybody almost in mourning on Embiid still and just defaulting to who came in second. My one question, though, is like I'm kind of torn between two approaches here. Is it better to bet? You can bet no on Jokic at plus still for pretty big limits, like over and over and over again. And it's like, do I do that? 
or do I bet SGA? Like, do I try to throw the dart just at him? Because like I'm, I'm, I'd be worried about Luca. I'd be worried about something that we can't see coming that's really crazy, and I don't know what that would be. Tatum on a seventy win team, or just something like really nuts. I I cover all those if I bet no on Jokic. I don't cover them if I just bet SGA, and the price is different, like plus one hundred five versus two to one. But I cover like I I'm a little worried about, especially this year with Embiid hurt, the crazy outcome. That's just like a weird kind of a year. Are you worried at all about that? Like, would you pick Jokic? No, or like, kind of, what's your thought on those two different bets? So, uh, I mean, it depends on the price, but in a nutshell, based on market prices at the moment, my approach would be to bet SGA at plus two ten, and then to bet Doncic at nine to one. Because if you think about how the market is going to move, like compare Doncic to Giannis. If Doncic goes off tonight against the Suns, if he explodes and has one of his Doncic games of 43, 14, and 11, his price is going to crater in a way that Giannis's price just won't crater because he needs to build up so much more his momentum and goodwill because the team is in such a funk, even though his underlying numbers are still fantastic. So I think you can kind of wait to get a look on Giannis. And then in terms of the other guys who would be part of that, just no price against Jokic. I just don't believe in Tatum at all. And I know that because Lamar Jackson won MVP and it's like, oh, he's the best player on the best team, even though he didn't have the stats. Like To me, it's not the same. It's not at all the same. Like in MVP for NBA, you have to have a certain baseline. And Jason Tatum, he's just not even close at the moment. And I wouldn't say he's 0% because he could shoot 47% on step back threes for a month and he could average 32, 7 and 6 and the Celtics could win a lot of games in a row and he could get into the mix. But I just think he's more like 125 to one than his current price at 25 to one. So I don't really buy it on Tatum. The idea that best player on best team is enough. I don't buy that either. Like Devin Booker was on a 64 win team a couple of years ago. He didn't get a look for MVP. And by the way, Stephen A. Smith also said that Devin Booker was his MVP. The way that he's saying that Tatum <laughs> uh, is his MVP. And then uh, Stephen A. changed his mind like four days later. So I don't buy the Tatum thing. I think Kawhi Leonard is actually more likely to win than Jason Tatum even though I don't think he is much of a chance either. So I would go to war with SGA and Doncic. Those are the two. They're the two new guys. They have better stories than Jokic and Giannis. Uh, and I think they have the statistical uh, background as well in, ter in terms of their case, which Tatum just doesn't at the moment and Kawhi doesn't either really. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. A uh, couple more minutes here with our friend Jay Croucher, lead betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports on Twitter at CroucherJD. Jay, we only have like two minutes left. I think the best way to use this, just because you got a lot of markets that you have strong opinions on, let's do like a, a rapid fire kind of lightning round here with just the NBA markets and just tell me sure. at the end of the year, I know like I love your comments on fair price and like how you distribute everything and just like who do you think is going to win this award at the end of the year? And it could be like 10, 15 seconds, whatever. So we'll do, we'll do an easy one to start. Who do you think is going to win rookie of the year in 15 seconds? I think Victor Wembanyama is going to win. The only thing that was a sticking point is whether people would have an issue with OKC winning like 40 more games than the Spurs. And I think now we have enough polling and proof that that isn't an issue. And if Wemby, if he stays healthy, I'm very confident he's going to win. Defensive player of the year, 15 seconds. Gobert, a huge favorite. I think Rudy Gobert just needs to stay healthy for 11 more games. Then he gets to 65. And then I think the award is done, barring like a 100 to 1 outlier. I think this is purely a bet on Gobert's health. And then he wins. Most improved player, Maxi has gotten bet against a lot, but I think no one's really sure what's going to happen. 
yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen in this award either. <laughs> I think Maxi, I still think Maxi is the most likely player to win the award, but I think he should be more like plus 170 than minus 170 because his efficiency has fallen off. I think the team is going to fall into the play-in. I think this is going to get weird. My best bet at price right now would be Jalen Williams in this market. Okay, two more to go in about 30 seconds. Sixth man of the year in 10 seconds, who wins? Hard 10 I think seconds. Malik Monk is... Malik Monk is your most likely winner, but I would be taking the field over Monk slightly. Okay. Uh, Coach of the year, Dagnall to favorite. I think Dagnall wins. Uh, I don't think Finch is getting the respect um, that he should be, but if Finch gets the one seed, I think that he will win, but Dagnall has more scope to win as a two seed over anyone else. Jay, we appreciate it, man. Really fantastic job. We'll do this again, hopefully, at some point in the near future. Bet the Edge with Whale Capper, Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry on Twitter at CroucherJD. Good luck with all the bets, my friend. Stay well. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, fellas. Hour number three coming up next. We will start the hour talking college hoops with our pal Tim Brando from Fox Sports. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.